But it's just the same conversation all of us should be having as realtors. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Which is our topic number three. Topic number three, aka leveraging your past experiences. Because really, that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about 30 years of running a small business. Yes, that's part of it. And 12 years of elected councilman in your hometown. Yes, that's part of it. But really, the topic should be leveraging your past experiences to create your future reality and your current circumstances, right? So how has that really helped you? So I think, um, let's talk about small business and in in our situation, restaurant business. We, we always uh, really focused on customer service. So I, I take that into my real, real estate business is, is that I really try to provide, I go the extra mile to provide extra customer service. I probably do things maybe that not every, every every agent does. I do a lot for my buyers or sellers. If there's an inspection, they need, they need plumbers and electricians. I, a lot of times line all that up for them. Um, you know, we, we, we build this list of vendors that we have at our fingertips and you look, utilize that uh, when you can to help your, your clients. Sometimes they don't, they don't know, they don't, you know, they don't know, they don't know a home inspector, but it's, it just, kind of get off topic, but it's really customer service. Um, and then, and being on the city council was a lot of times problem solving and how, how to keep some, how to make somebody that's very unhappy, satisfied or happy. And so I've tried to do the same thing in, in my real estate business, try, just try to go the extra mile and um, try to, you know, met a lot of people over 30 years in the restaurant business. They would come in, I'd be making a sandwich. We'd talk, we became friends made a lot of friends the 12 years that I was on the council constituents and, and uh, other elected officials. And, and again, we, we talked about this earlier, when you get into business, you need to make sure those people know what you do. So utilize your connections. Um, and I, I probably don't do that as much as I should now, especially, um, but you got to tell everybody around you that, that you're a realtor because everybody knows how I many five or six realtors. You know, and it's, it's, it's interesting because you live in a very small in comparison city slash town, right? 20,000 people. Just to put things in perspective, like between the three counties that I service, there's 90,000 realtors. Huh. Okay. We're talking, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about four and a half times in realtors alone yet, right. yet, you know, people, right? So the statistics are astounding because less than a thousand do 10 deals or more per year. You almost have a better chance of hitting a lottery than working with somebody who knows what the F they're doing in my market, which is kind of scary because there's a lot of fly-by-night cowboys and weekend warriors that are going to advise you on one of the biggest purchases of your life that should be an asset, but nine out of 10 times becomes a liability, Right. So the fact that you're talking about customer experience and really diving in, it shows because you can really separate yourself from the crowd 
by simply doing that, right? You may not be the best, but if you have the best experience and you're resourceful, you can become the best with time. You can become the best with reps. I agree with that. Um, And, you know, especially over the last, again, 12 to 18 months with it being crazy and uh, houses selling themselves. And, you know, a lot of people have gotten their real estate uh, license. And it really, the bar to get your license, if you can attend a two-week class and pass a test, then you're a a realtor. And uh, I think that bar needs to be raised, but that's a whole other subject. But um, you're right. somebody can really mess up somebody else's life in, in a real estate transaction. Um, and I think if, if um, not, I don't want to knock anybody that's doing it part-time, but I, I just think it, that's, you're not going to be able to provide the customer service. If you have a nine to five job, how are you servicing your client, your real estate clients while you're working? Honestly, I don't, I don't know because I am here doing this full time and I look at my days and I am like ready to shoot myself sometimes in the head or bang my head against the wall. And I still can't get through my task list or what my coach says, my success list. And it's not because I'm inefficient. It's probably a small portion of it. If I have to be like truly honest with myself is I I am working on that and becoming just more efficient. But just my style of business, the way I, I generate leads, the way I generate prospects, the way I generate clients is very much paid advertising. I don't know how people do it part-time. I, I'm running out of time and I am full-time. I mean, yeah. I'm working, yesterday I was working until 11 o'clock at night. And honestly, that is nothing to be proud of. And I say that because... We're in this hustle mentality, which is fine, and this grind mode, which is also fine. But I, how long can you keep this up for? Yeah, I, I think that's um, that's a very valid point. Uh, and we've seen a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of um, not a lot, but I've seen some agents get in the business and they start they have to pay the fees and the MLS fees and the license renewal, and it's it's not cheap. So if you if you're only doing a few deals a year, it's really not it's not the career for you uh, from a financial standpoint. You're really not gonna, um, my opinion, not you're not gonna succeed. Um, and it you really need to be doing like I, I I don't know what the break the break even is per year, but also depends on the market, right? Yeah, like my market, the average commission is between ten and fifteen k. So even if you do one deal a year, you're still making one hundred twenty k. Not one bad. Deal one deal a month. Yeah, one deal a month. Yeah, one deal a month. Correct. Yeah. See, in our, in our market, it's it's our, our average is probably thirty five hundred to six thousand. Now, some of them are more than that, but average price in our market's probably around two hundred thousand in in the city that I'm in. Um. So. Yeah. So so like I said, everything it's all about units and price points, right? So just leveraging is everything. I mean, you have 30 years of leverage of business ownership, right? You have 12 years of counsel, uh, men's service. What I want people to take away from this is whether you're 20 years old and you're just getting into this business or you're 40 years old or you're 60 years old, you have past contacts and clients 
or friends and family, acquaintances, people you went to school with, people you have on Facebook, people you have on social media, whatever, people you have on your dating profiles, they need to know you're a realtor. What's that? What's a dating profile? I don't know what that is. So I'm happily married. <laughs> I don't know much about them, but I'm sure you can find people on Tinder, Bumble, whatever else is out there. Uh, I've heard of those things, I think. But you know, yeah. Cupid for realtors or... <laughs> uh, uh, 35 basically, years here, so we're married 35 years. So. Yeah, basically what we're talking about here is leveraging your past friendships, your past relationships, right? Reaching out to people. So it's not that you had 30 years of business ownership and experience is you had 30 years of previously built friendships. Yep. Relationships. You had, you had authority because, you know, you were involved locally at a very high local level. So it gives you more immediate trust. So I'm not surprised where you were able to come in and leverage those very effectively and efficiently to close 30 years, your, you know, 30 deals, 30 years, 30 deals your first year, right? But at the same time, it's not like you became a realtor overnight and those deals just came to you. You did what you needed to do. You you called people, you let them know that you're in real estate. So when we're talking about the leverage and the relationships, how much active outbound outreach outreaches do you have to do or or did you have to do and how has that evolved as you are building your business and getting people you know or letting people know that you're in real estate now well so look i i um i did when i got licensed we still have one 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 of the restaurants so i obviously put some marketing material in in the restaurant people made that connection customers made that connection um and again, just told everybody I knew. And and one of the agents, one of the winners that I hung out with all the time told me, you know, five or six years in, you're gonna post your business or a lot of your business is gonna be referral, repeat business. And I'm seeing that now. So I don't, I tell, people tell me all the time, oh, I see how big you're on Facebook. Well, I don't put that much on Facebook. I'm not knocking anybody who puts anything on Facebook, but I my my approach to Facebook is, I don't put my clients on Facebook because I'm sensitive to the fact that they probably know five or six other agents and I don't want to put, now if they do it, that's different, uh, you know, but I don't, and again, not knocking any fellow real estate agents to do this because I have a friends that I, that's just my style is I don't want to put that business out there. Um, some, some of our clients do it and that's fine. But so it's funny when people tell me, Oh, I see how busy you are. I see y'all stuff on Facebook. I don't, I don't put, a quarter of my stuff on Facebook. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. You know, my, my wife's yelling at me right now internally, and she's not even listening to this conversation <laughs> because she's on me about putting stuff on Facebook because I'm extremely productive. So I forget to post on socials, which makes me look like I'm not in business. And rightfully so. I had a client call me and maybe this is a tip that I can share with you and everybody listening. Sure. And he goes, bro, I just sent you like two or three sellers. Did you get them done? Are you, are you working? I'm like, yeah, bro, I got everybody. I'm, I'm putting them on the MLS literally as we speak. I got all of those listing agreements signed. And he goes, bro, like you haven't posted in two weeks. I thought you were away. I thought I was just 
I didn't, and I didn't hear from you. And I'm like, shit. Wow. Okay. And this is somebody that I work with fairly regularly. And this is what he thinks. Imagine what all the other people that don't work with me regularly think that don't listen and don't turn into my funny or not funny stories. Maybe my, 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 my Instagram posts or whatever. Right. So it's not that it's good or it's bad, but you ultimately have to know your audience to figure out how to leverage that audience that you really have. So if you're more in front of your audience, that's different. If you're not as in front of your audience as maybe you, Mike, are, then you you have to figure out the alternative, essentially what I'm getting at, right? Because it will be a hit or a miss no matter what. Right. Yeah. You do have to figure out how to separate yourself um, from, from the crowd. Basically, and I do agree with that. Um, the crowd of other realtors, um, many of whom may be your friends. You know, we I have several close friends, and we we all kind of have the same sphere of um, friendship. You know, and our Rotary Club has probably the club is probably fifty members. We probably have eight or nine realtors, and I kind of joke, but it's, it's a the Rotary Real Estate Club. Now we just have so many agents. Um, so you do kind of have to, I mean, I've talked to people, I've, I've gotten several deals from Rotary members and it's just from talking to them saying, Hey, are you get married? Are y'all buying a house? Well, yeah, we're looking right now, you know, and it's just the same conversation all of us should be having as realtors. Well, are you using a realtor? Cause I'd love to work with you, you know? And, um, so you do have to distinguish yourself and, and social media is a great tool. It's basically free. I mean, I'm sure you can pay to promote yourself, but. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's totally necessary or not, but um, I probably do need to do more social media. Maybe. Video, no video. Well, here, here's what I'll say, and I'll finish this, this episode on, on this. Do what works for you. Just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean that you have to or it's the right fit for you. Because on the show, we've covered all different types of strategies through all different types of episodes. We've covered the same strategies executed a little bit differently and they all can work. Just the big question is, what works for you? Figure it out, pick one, stick with it over a long period of time and give yourself enough time. So Mike, if whatever you're doing works, aka showing up to the office, right? Not being super stressed out about your deals, working your referrals, leveraging your 30 plus years of business ownership and 12 of city council. That's what works for you, my friend. You're on the right track. You're still growing your business. You're still making some amazing income, right? That opens up all the different possibilities. So if that being said, I want to turn it over to you, give you the floor. I don't know, maybe you're looking to build a team. Maybe you're looking for more actual uh, business for people, you know, diving in and buying real estate in your neck of the woods. How can people get in touch with you? Well, I'll give my, my cell phone number out is, is 985-634-0035. Um, website is buyhammond.com, B-U-Y Hammond.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. And, and look, I um, you mentioned building a team. I'm at a stage in my life, 50, 57 years old, getting ready to be 58. I, I don't necessarily want a team. I, I, I want to continue my um, as, as stress-free real estate career as possible. I, I don't be responsible for other folks. Uh, I don't even really want uh, an admin or I just, 
I want to kind of go at my own pace. Um, I would like to grow my business some, but I'm not, um, I'm not stressed out about it. I'm, I'm really, as I mentioned earlier, I still do a lot of residential, but I, I love to do some commercial. Um, one of my biggest commercial deals was because I sent a friend of mine who happens to be the mayor of our town a text message because the apartment complex that we lived in in college 35 years ago was for sale. Actually, my broker, Tom, had it listed. And, um, and this is just is advice for any new agents. If you think about it, do it. So I sent him a text message. Hey, what do you think about this? And he said, uh, LOL, I always told him it wasn't worth 1.5 or 1.7. I wouldn't pay more than 1.2. And I said, you want me to write it up? And he said, yeah, write it up. And I'll sign it. And we closed that deal. And so I, it was from a text message. It was a joke. It really was a joke. And he is so happy now. He tells me all the time. He said, you have no idea how long I wanted to own that apartment complex. He's re- remodeling. He, and he says, you're going you're gonna to sell it. You're going to sell it again, but this time it's going to be for five or six million. Um, so just get out there, get your name out there, talk to people. Even if you think it's not possible, you, you never know what what an investor may be willing to to invest in. Or And you won't know until you ask. That's the beautiful yeah, part. It was a joke. I mean, it was a joke. And he as happy as can be. And it was a great paycheck for me. And it was all because of a text message. There and you, we did, you know what? We didn't even go look at the property before we wrote the offer. So I called my broker. <laughs> I called my broker and said, hey, I, I got an offer for University Apartments. He goes, y'all didn't even look at it. I said, we don't need to. We lived there in college. Anyway, funny story. Good story. Just get out there. Get your name out there. Talk to people. That's amazing. That's amazing. So for our surprise segment, as we officially wrap up the episode, I'm going to ask you three rapid fire questions. Whatever oh. comes to your mind first, pick one. I know. I know you're you're sitting at the edge of your seat. So you ready? They're super easy. Okay, go ahead. Either a person you're learning from, a book you're reading, a podcast you're listening to, so, something that you do to grow your mind, to grow your business. Pick one. Uh, Doug Ferris, my broker. Okay, beautiful. Your goal for the next 12 months? You know... It's going to sound crazy, but I'm not a big goal setter. But uh, my goal was to do what I did last year, uh, especially with the way the market's changing. I think I, my sales last year were $9 million. If I could do $9 million again this year, I'd be happy. There you go. What do you think is going to be stopping you from getting there? Insurance. <laughs> you know, everybody's concerned about interest rates. We, we have an insurance crisis, much like y'all do in Florida. It is. Hey, real. Florida's absolutely terrible. This insurance sometimes freaking blows deals up. That's what. That's oh yeah, all. I, yeah. It, so if if I'm being honest, it's it's insurance that's gonna hurt. I think hurt our business if we don't. If our state, if our elected officials don't get a handle on it, because we have we have companies literally stopping every day, stopping writing insurance every single day. I have a little deal right now, hundred and two thousand dollars. That's supposed to close Friday, and we can't get we can't get insurance coverage right now. So, one hundred two thousand dollars. Um, well, at least it's an external factor, not an internal one. It's not there an internal factor. Right I've done everything. I mean, we're ready to go. It's just uh, so anyway. I love it, Mike. Thanks so much for coming on the show. For everybody else, we'll see you guys 
in the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 